This is a Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell. And on this episode of a Modern Man Podcast, I talk with my friend Stephen Merriweather as we do episode one of our recap of season one, Fargo, available on FX and Hulu. What's up, Stephen? What's up, honey? How you doing, man? Good, how are you? Good. All right, Lester, let's do this. Oh, fuck you. All right. Hey. Better to be Lester than Pearl. I'm not good with names. I don't even know who the hell Pearl is. I didn't know Game of Thrones names till season 10. Okay. I got Lauren Malvo. That's no, Billy I... Bob. That's Billy Bob. Oh, he's like the second main character. Bro, when do they say their names? There's Lester. Okay, I know Lester. They say Lester's name all the time. There's okay. Pearl, his wife. Oh, but how often did they say the wife's name? Okay. I knew the wife's name. I didn't have to look that up. There's Chaz, which I didn't know, but Chaz is his brother. But Some, sometimes I tell people you're dead. <laughs> that, that motherfucker. There's like, Officer Molly. There's the cute little I, Minnesotan girl. Love Molly. There's, love me some Molly. Yeah. There's Chief Thurman. Yeah, there was. And uh, what's what's the guy's name that died? Oh, Sam. Sam Hess. Sam Hess. See, I know him. I know Sam. Okay. Okay, Steven. So, first episode of Fargo, season one. Your thoughts. Give me give me the initial thoughts you had on it. My initial thoughts. Uh, my favorite line from the episode was, you're going to hit me? That's a laugh. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> Famous last words from Pearl. No longer with us. R.I.P. Oh, man. I got to say, since probably Game of Thrones, and I think it even beats Game of Thrones, that was probably the most intense first episode I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely intense. I want to know, um, Lester, Lester, so Lester's a life insurance salesman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he definitely has life insurance out on Pearl. Yeah. Is he going to try to collect? Wow. They, they Is the man going to become rich? I know. They didn't even touch on that part. I... Hey, see episode two. <laughs> I'm a little kind of shaken on just in general how he didn't even really get too much investigated just because he had a little knock on his face. They think he's all good to go. Yeah, I mean, credit to him, though. Like, <laughs> if, if you're going to live a life of being clumsy and sort of being someone that people make fun of, you can you can use that to your advantage to get away with stuff, and he, he is. I worry that... He's clearly trying to to pin this these two murders on Lauren Malvo, who is is clearly a uh, a hitman. I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of a hitman. <laughs> and like Lester seems like a very nice guy. You know, he has a nice Minnesota accent, but he, you know, he's 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 not gonna he's not gonna be able to stand up to to, to Mr. Malvo. I want to go back. Going back, shows with accents. Because when I heard, I remember hearing it was, a, but I'm like, with actors, it's in and out of the accent, and then it's like too much of the accent. Like, what are your thoughts? I think it was a little too much of the accent. Yeah. You know, I understand you want to set the scene. They're in Minnesota. They're nice people. But, like, come on. They're all, like, kind of like leprechauns up the Midwest. <laughs> Like, um, it, it was the first time I heard it. I, I thought it was cute, but then it was like, come on, like, yeah. let's just get on with it. Because <laughs> uh, the thing is about the actors, once they commit to it, the second you hear them without it, it 
all seems so fake. And that's why I'm like, you know, you have to tote the line. You got to tote the line. You do got to tote the line. They, they went a little overboard, but yeah. I also, I didn't know it was depicted on real events. So I didn't know that either. I also didn't, I have not seen the movie Fargo. I didn't either. I know it was older. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the TV series is based on a movie called Fargo. Yeah. So I'm thinking after the first season, we do a special movie Fargo episode to recap the movie. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Compare with, I feel like nowadays shows are always better because they just yeah, go a little more deeper. so much better. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm definitely down for that. I, yeah, I didn't know it was based on true events either. The whole Sam Hess, I was like, I didn't like how they set him up to be, like, the prototypical best antagonist. Like, he's a little racist. He's a I mean, bully. Why does he have to be racist? Like, you can be a bully. Why does he have to be racist? Thank you. Like, they're just set, like, let's make this guy as bad as he can be. Like, throw in the yeah. racism with an all-white. He, 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 like, has relations with Lester's wife. <laughs> he's a racist. His sons are, are whatever. Come on. Like... It's a little overboard. Yeah. You can be a bully. You can be working with the mob. But you can appreciate people for who they are. Yeah. You don't also have to be a racist. I and just, I get I it. You can work with the mob, do all those things. Are people still, like, 45, 50-year-old bullies to, like, the guy? I, I guess that's a small town thing, maybe? I, I don't Maybe. Maybe. Also, to that same vein, like, Lester's last name is Mygard. At 50 years old, are you still trying to pull a, a racist joke? That's I was like, he's a black guy. I was like, yeah, I was like what, what's happening here? Like, it's like, no. Also, can we talk about how when uh, Sam's oldest son found out that he wasn't going to get any of the inheritance, he was legit going to kill his brother. Like, who does that? Oh, man. Legit I... took him outside to beat him. Just for some money. Like, I understand. I, I I understand you're upset, but uh, gonna kill him and then you get tackled. <laughs> Officer Molly is a linebacker. Hey, former life apparently. Star of the show, right there, baby. Star of the show. But I mean, is he that stupid that the mom? He just thinks the mom's not getting any of the money. He's just like, all right, let me take care of this. Like, yes. <laughs> I guess that. Yeah. I think he is. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Let's let's take a step back and let's let's just tell the people what happened. Okay. In case they haven't seen. So let's start from the beginning. A quick run through of of the events. All right. All right. You you can lead it off. You you know I'm a I'm a talking okay. circle. So. <laughs> okay. So the the show starts and and we see Lauren Malvo, who's played by Billy Bob Thornton, in a car and he runs into a deer in the middle of winter in Minnesota. They crash outside of the road. Malvo gets up and he, he sort of escapes the scene. We see someone is in his trunk. Um, that person, because of the crash, is able to get out of the trunk. He's not wearing any clothes and he walks off. That's how, that's how the, the show opens up. The next scene is in the morning. Um, we see Officer Molly and Chief Thurman at the scene. They find uh, the man in the trunk frozen on the side of the road. And uh, no, he was a little a further bit. in the forest. He he walked he's a little, a little bit. further in the yeah. forest. He walked a little bit. No clothes. Uh, Minnesota winter. They were talking <laughs> about it being negative ten degrees outside. <laughs> frozen. Yeah. 
I don't know how it feels like to, to freeze to death, but I don't even, I don't even want to. Yeah, I, I don't want to go through it. I'm, I'm down. It's, it's 27 <laughs> degrees outside of, in New York City and it's cold right now. So, uh, <clears throat> then we get introduced to, to Lester Nygaard, played by Martin Freeman, who is just this unassuming life insurance salesman. Uh, side note, he sells whole life insurance. I recommend you don't go for whole life insurance. You, you stay for term life insurance, 15 to 30 year term insurance. That's where it's at. Right. Whole life is a scam. All right, plug. So, plug, uh, policy genius. No, don't, you don't use policy genius. <laughs> Um, so, you know, Sam Hess is working for the mob. Lester Nygaard is a scam selling bad life insurance. Like, I don't... He's a scam. I, I don't know. Like, I think I think it's foreboding. Um, Lester, you can tell, has some problems with his wife, Pearl. Pearl calls him out. Do you remember that? Which time, okay? that one, I'm like, how could he dare... I know he didn't really have many balls, per se, but... You mean when she was saying, I should have married your brother? So she just says that nonchalantly. Yeah. At the breakfast table eating, and he's like, I should have married your brother, ha, ha, ha. What? You're going to hey. say that to your husband's face? By the way, before we get too deep into it, I know this is a little off track, but was it breakfast, or did he have time to go all the way home for lunch? Because they were eating tomato soup and grilled cheese. So I know it's cold right. outside. It is, it is soup. Yeah, so I'm like, is is that what you eat in a Minnesota breakfast for winter? I, I've I've never been opposed to eating leftovers for breakfast. So I, I support that. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Back to back to the wife ripping into him. Not only does she say that I, I should have married your brother, but then as he's walking out, she's like, maybe you you dress a little nicer and you can you can sell some more life insurance. And he's like. What do you mean? You bought me this clothes. And she was like, well, if you sold more life insurance, I would have bought you better clothes. Oh, man. Come on. I saw that. I was like, girl, you just at home. You can't even be like, let me pick out my man a better tie. So he's like, no, it's your job to sell more so you get a better tie. And again, it's, you know, I understand if you have marital issues and, you know, you, you're not in love with your husband anymore. But you don't gotta treat him like that. You don't. You don't gotta be mean to the man. Like poor Lester's a nice guy. He sells whole life insurance, so we'll give him a pass <laughs> on that. But like he's a nice guy. Oh. We we see him. He goes to work. He he listens to his wife. He's trying to he's trying to do right. He's he's trying to 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 put on a smile and really sell the policy, and he does that by talking to this young couple who's about to have a baby, and he he. He tells them how all the ways that they're going to die and so that they, they should get life insurance in, in case they die. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. And they just I, walk out frightened. Definitely didn't think that was a great sales technique, but I didn't think it was a scare tactic either. I, no. No. It, it, it clearly didn't work for him. Yeah. I mean, I've never sold insurance, but I definitely would more look at the perks of having it rather than the gloom and doom, you know. And then, you know, next scene, he's outside, uh, just taking a break. Maybe yeah. he coming, he coming back from something, maybe come back from lunch. I forgot, yeah, he went somewhere. Uh, and, then, and then he runs into to Sam Hess and his two kids, who also, he, 
later he's he's talking about this encounter and he says he was outnumbered three to one. <laughs> <laughs> they were big kids. He doesn't mean they were kids. The, the like, kids were big for their age, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> like were the kids really gonna fight him? Like ever <laughs> That that was that was funny. And, oh. then, and then we, we get into Sam Hess being not only a mobster, but he being racist and he being a bully. And 25 years later, or however, 18 years later, 20 years later, he's married. He has two kids. He goes to the strip club um, and, and sleeps with prostitutes. Yet wait, 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 wait. Talking about we forgot. How, a... he, how his wife, uh, he had relations with this man's wife 20 years ago. Oh. You know, Lester's talking to Sam Hess. Sam is, is threatening to beat him up. And can, can we talk about how Lester is just so afraid that <laughs> Sam just moves his hand towards his face and, and he jumps so far that he rams the window behind him and breaks his nose. Astonishing. I, I, I feel bad for that man. Uh, to live that life, that's... Uh, just like, damn. Yeah. To, to live that life when, when your brother is is a, the VP of sales, um, and I guess he's uh, part of the, the Minnesota militia with his uh, with his machine gun oh. that he has. Oh, <laughs> that, you, you didn't have flashback to Texas right there? It gave you some, like, I was like, oh, wow, all right. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, if, if the piglet is so expensive uh, and so heavy duty, shouldn't it be able to survive one drop? Yeah, I don't know why how it just you breaks. Can't, you can't drop a gun. I don't know. I, I've never I've never held a machine gun, so I can't tell you. But can I say I like the brother? They I don't know if I mean he's not a bad guy. He's just living his life. He's like, my son has the autism. In 2006, autism wasn't huge. Like, my son has the autism. He's trying to address it, you know? He's like, he's not saying my kid's a freak. He's just like, he has the autism. Like, you know, he's a Minnesota. I, I, I agree with Lester that he was getting a little too comfortable with that ham. Oh, well, that was just weird, yeah. He just, um, but he saw it on Rachel Ray. I think that, you know, in Minnesota, in a small town in Minnesota, you don't get a gun like that without rubbing with some, some bad people. Oh, yeah. I think brother is probably involved in the whole uh, mob ring. I yeah, think, I, yeah, I agree. So I don't, I don't think brother is such a good person. And, and whether it's 2006 or not, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. We're canceling the brother. You don't say your son has the autism. He's canceled. What? Twenty. He's canceled. He's done. Yeah. We're canceling him. He's. I'm, I, I'm going to write into the to the show. I, you just can't do that. He has autism. He just is a little. Sure, you can you can say that my son has autism, but the disgust in his face. He says the autism. I just. I don't. I'm not a big fan. I didn't see disgust. I felt he didn't understand it. He he was saying he has it, and we're trying to work on it. We took him to a spet like. I felt like the brothers trying. You, you, we'll you, see. All right. It's, it's mob money. We'll see. It's we'll see how, how far mob money goes. Any thoughts on the brother's wife? She, she, she didn't really say much. No, she didn't really say much. Yeah. Other than, you know, how, how would you respond if if you're out with your sister-in-law, and she says that she'd rather marry your husband? 
Oh, did she say that to the? She said that to uh, yeah to to Chess's wife. Well, Pearl needs it. That's what they set it up perfectly. Pearl was just a little. Pearl was again famous last words. You're gonna hit me. That's the last. <laughs> Bong. <laughs> and then he got it, into it. It was a delay. <laughs> there was like a two second delay where she just <laughs> and he's, he's like, oh damn it, I just hit this bitch. No. And then and then you know I I thought, <clears throat> you know that's you, you can't you can't kill people obviously, but I, I thought there was some remorse like, you know the the situation just got the better of him, like he was gonna he was he's gonna like call the police, he was gonna like turn himself in or whatever, no. He just keeps he just keeps yeah. ten more I was like there was no remorse. He hopped on there and got excited. Yeah, yeah like he something clicked in him and, and he is no longer Lester Nightguard. <laughs> He's somebody else. Um oh. So he, after he breaks his nose, he runs into Lauren Malvo at the hospital. And that's what sort of starts the whole the whole s- s- series really yeah and, and and he says he says one of my favorite lines too he says you spend your whole life thinking there are rules but there aren't i love that yeah. I, I mean i like it too i mean we all just have to live uh live by our own set of rules i should say i love that you know i think how I want to interpret that in my life isn't to go kill people. Yeah. So Lester, yeah. Lester took that a little bit differently. How do you feel about? Uh, so b- before before the the scene ends, Lauren's talking to Lester and he says, um, "Do you want me to kill him? Yes or no?" And uh, Lester doesn't end up saying anything. And later on, Lester's like, "Why'd you kill the man?" And Lauren was like, "Well, you didn't say no." Uh, I thought it was almost implied yes when he was the lady was like this is your last time and he was like do you want me to kill him it was just kind of like yes yes and he just kind of alright wants me to I, neither of us are lawyers but do you think that holds up in court no do you remember that, that scene <laughs> where Lester was like well I, I didn't I didn't say yes and he was and, and Malvo was like, Well you didn't say no and he was like, Well that's not gonna stand in court and, and Malvo's like Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Alright. What happens after the hospital scene then? So after the hospital, Malvo starts staking out Sam Hess. Um, we 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 get introduced to, to Malvo's boss. At um, Rundle Realty. Oh yeah. There's a Rundle Realty. The guy had five or six phones, buzzing off off the hook. Um, Malvo gets assigned a new case um, in another part of Minnesota. He says he needs to finish up some personal business. He stakes out Hess, um, stalks him to to the strip club, and then while he's in the back on the bed sticks a knife through through his head love it stripper just going crazy screaming oh god oh i didn't i didn't think he needed to bring the stripper into this i mean like that's that's pretty traumatic she's a stripper no offense to sex workers out there okay i support you on what you do sex work is work yeah but you're all 
No, no, no. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. I'm just saying, if I'm constantly on the daily having a bunch of older men having to see me, grub me, touch me, fuck me, I think maybe one dying on me isn't too traumatic. <laughs> I completely disagree. Someone's not just dying on you, but they're, they're literally spilling blood on you. Would blood on you or semen in the face? I'm sorry, they're both traumatic in my head, but... Okay. Okay. I met well, you 10 minutes ago, and then I gave you a hand job, and now it's all over my body. Like, I don't think that's... Agree to, a... agree to disagree. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want someone's blood on me. There's AIDS. There's all sorts of stuff that could happen. You get AIDS from semen, man. <laughs> it's just a different color and a different texture. I just, I just don't want blood on me. That's, uh, that's, 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 that's why I try That is a tough... I need... Leave a comment. Would you rather have blood or semen on you? Okay, because Oof. that is a that's a tough one. We might go to Instagram for that poll. Also, I wonder there was, he stuck a knife in his skull. <coughs> it seems to me you need quite the force to do that. I don't I, I don't know I don't know if I could like I don't know if I'm physically strong enough to do that. But that's a good. Point. I've never tried, and I, I don't plan on trying. I think just him being a hitman, he knows that like pressure point and like the he back of your. You know what I mean? Just where it's it, yeah. soft to get up through, and he just knew right there. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, so, you know, so so uh, so Sam is dead. Um, Lester kills his wife. Um, there's two two murders in this small town in Minnesota. Officer Thurman comes to, and they're investigating the, the death of, of Sam Hess. Um, Lester was talking to, to, to Malvo at the hospital. Someone says they, they saw them talking to each other. Um, so Lester comes to, to Lester's house. To, uh, Officer Thurman comes Thurman, to Lester's yeah. house to just talk to him and, and see what happened at the hospital. Um, and he sees blood dripping. He, he sees some sort of blood drops um, coming up from the basement where Lester's wife, Pearl, is, is dead, laying dead. Um, and, and so you, I thought Lester was about to be taken in. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Officer Thurman had his had his gun out. He he told Lester to drop to the ground. Lester clearly is lying. Like I just got here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Me, <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> don't go down there. I don't know what's down there. Don't go down there. But I just got here. <laughs> so you know, poor Lester. Uh, he's he's certainly he's obviously not a kill. Wait, you you kind of skipped. It wasn't too important, but it was kind of like delusional. Lester, after that, got the two barrel shotgun and was trying to kill old Billy Bob. He was. That's true. That's <laughs> for true. for a split second there, he he thought he he could. He he practiced his his uh, his routine. He was gonna open the door, look real mean, and have a shotgun. <laughs> And kill a hitman. Uh, and kill a hitman. <laughs> that he called over and was just going to walk up to the front. Yeah. But, sorry, back to Officer well, that, Thurman on the stairs. Yeah. Um, Officer Thurman's about to arrest Lester. And then, then you see Malvo, hitman, with said shotgun, um, shoot Officer Thurman a couple times. Yeah, that was a sad one to, for me to see. Officer <sighs> Thurman seemed like a good guy. He had a pregnant wife. Um, he was about to have a baby that he was going to go home. He had some paint in the back of his car. 
to, to paint the nursery in their home. That, that one's sad. I'll tell you. I didn't know it was going to be first episode. But I remember as soon as I saw the wife eating the chocolate ice cream and talking about eggshell white, I knew he was going to die. Because she was like, it's real for me. She's like, yeah, the baby's finally real, even though she's like eight months pregnant. And he's like, all right, there's this kind of white. There's this kind of white. I'm like, oh, he's 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 gonna die. Like, he's it, so in that moment. It is like Game of Thrones. As soon as you get attached to a character, yeah. they're dead. Yeah, and that's. I used to think maybe it's the famous characters that are gonna live in this show, and then I'm like, I have no idea now. Yeah. So so poor Alfred Thurman's dad. Um, Sam Hess's dad. Uh, police, you know, back up or coming to the scene. There's gonna be two people dead. The only person, Billy Bob Malvo's disappears somehow. The only person there is Lester. Um, and he looks up, he looks up at, at the poster in his basement. And um, it says, I forget exactly what it says, but um, maybe if it, it says something along the lines of, you know, maybe everyone else is wrong and you're right. Yeah. And I thought at that moment, maybe he finally feels remorse and he finally is going to, turn himself in and, and help the police catch Sam Hess um, and, you know, turn his life around. And, and he, he had this outburst and it was terrible and he would spend some jail time and, you know, turn his life around. But no, he, he runs into the wall to, to knock himself out. So it looks like he was a part of the crime scene. The man has grit. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, if, if the goal is, is to stay alive, and, and not get thrown in jail. That's about the best way to do it. So, power, more power to him there. I, I gotta say, overall, everyone was cast perfectly. The only thing they could have done perfectly or differently is maybe he's not serious enough, but I think he was the perfect, like, leech and parasite. Is Do you remember John Cryer from Two and a Half Men, the stepbrother? No. Or the brother. He's, he's the mooch to Charlie, the main guy, the whole time. And he's just like that leech, that parasite who just sucks yeah. all the life out of everyone. He's the only one I think could have maybe played Lester a little bit better. Because huh. he's that just like kind of pipsqueaky. I, I think Martin Freeman, is, at least I'm, I'm one episode in, but I think he's, he's done a really good job. Oh, yeah. That's what, yeah. He's great, yeah. I think he's great, yeah. I, I just, I see uh, John Cryer as that character yeah, so yeah so the end of episode one malvo is on the run off to his next hit job lester wakes up in the hospital his wife is dead who he killed uh, officer thurman's dead and we'll see what happens in episode two all right what are, what are you most looking forward to kind of finding out what happens next i'm interested to know if if uh lester is is a as a suspect if, if, if they're immediately going to treat him as a suspect or they're going to treat him as, as a victim. Okay. All right. Also, I've... Pearl's insurance policy. Is he going to try to cash that out? <laughs> and run. <laughs> I'd say my biggest thing, I don't know if you saw it, was the ricochet of the shotgun. Yeah. And Lester's hand. And it keeps yeah. being, it's like a thing. So I'm wondering, is that going to be a piece to the whole puzzle? They're... Right, yeah, we, we see at the very end of the episode, he looks at his hand and sort of wonders if that ricochet is going to ha have any meaning. 
I don't know. You know, I, I would think that it, it was a it was a fight. Um, there was a guy who came in to, trying to rob them. Like you could spin you can spin the story such that you have a ricochet and, and you are still a victim. So I, I'm I'm curious to see how that plays into it too. Okay. All right. Can't wait for next week when we do episodes two and three with you. All right. Episodes two and three. Yep. Two and three. Good talk, Stephen. All right. I'll see you next All time. Right. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.